0: to beyond the mates of Antares we can definitely say as of recording this is the best gates of Antares podcast that's out there the best (laughs) and only my name is Chris and for the first time ever I'm joined by my good friend Clem hello everybody and our new friend Johnny hey guys and we are making, so this is episode one, which we're calling Into the Antares Sector. And I feel like I'm not even saying Antares right. Is it Antares or Antares? Antares. Okay, good. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out At least, that, that at least out
1: the way that's early. how I think it is. <laughs>
0: let's just be consistent. It's like with the Basileans in uh, in, in uh, Mountain Games. So we're making a podcast. So let's... Um, why don't we just go around and, and just talk a little bit about who we are and our gaming backgrounds. Clem, should we start with you, buddy?
2: Yeah, I'm happy to. So, uh, first of all, I have to, uh, uh, have to say I'm not a native English speaker, so I apologize in advance for the many mistakes and pronunciation errors and, and so on. Um, so I happen to be French and living in Germany, like you, Chris, uh, and you're also not German. But I guess that's life. Um, spoiler alert.
0: Say that in the comment section, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> and also, oh, is Johnny a native English speaker? I don't, I don't we know. know. We don't I don't know. I don't know. We'll I, speak,
1: I speak slang Massachusetts, by the way. Ah, that's <laughs> that's that, negatively, seriously. <laughs> <honestly.
0: laughs>
2: Um, yeah i'm in my 30s i mean i think i can still say that for a couple of months so uh yeah that's that's it and uh, gaming history so i started playing uh tabletop miniature games when i was a teenager like some space hulk some hero quests uh with friends and family and then i stopped all of that when i went to college Um, and then about five years ago, um, I was a bit bored and I read a cool book that reminded me of an old game called Necromunda, uh, that I played when I was a teenager and was like, Oh, that stuff was so cool. I wonder that still exists. And then I found out that Tabletop Gaming was still around, but uh, Necromunda not. And uh, yeah, it was a bit more than five years ago now because they've released it again five years ago. So anyway, six years ago, I got back into the hobby. And sorry, um,
0: dear listener, we don't edit. So this is all, this, it's all gold. <laughs> it's all staying in. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah yeah i think you didn't mention that right but it's it's not like a professional poll or anything It's just like three buddies chatting about toy soldiers and stuff that we love and hopefully sharing that with you, the audience so yeah. three
0: very mediocre players mediocre painters <laughs> mediocre <for hobbyists> yourselves. <laughs> who just who just <laughs> love this stuff but right. not, not enough to get any better at it but you know we're just <laughs> bobbing along using contrast paints
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a hobby, you don't have to be good at it just to enjoy it That's um, it, right? Yeah, so anyway I I got back into the hobby for Necromunda and uh, I also had heard about Kings of War by Mantic but I never tried it and knew no one who played it um, and I found a gaming club uh, near where I lived back then and I started playing Bolt Action actually because everyone was playing that game there, there and then A pretty good system, I have to say. And uh, then I moved to Germany. Uh, You know, life, this type of things happen. And uh, I actually found a gaming group here uh, who already played Kings of War. And so I jumped in with Mantic Games. And uh, these days, yeah, I'm part of a big community here in Berlin, Germany. And uh, I play Kings of War. I play Necromunda, Dead Zone, Armada a little bit uh Warmaster. i've played a little bit of 40k but i don't really like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, same for kill team same for aos i you know i like uh, trying out tons of uh, new rule systems and uh, love painting minis collecting them and everything like this yeah that's about it
0: i love how we always say we don't dump on other game systems and then repeatedly <laughs> And consistently dump on GW. It's always <laughs> GW. I, I didn't say anything bad about it, right? I will. <laughs> I will. You heard. You it heard. It's rubbish. Honestly, <laughs> I did and, not uh, say that. You did. There was a lovely yeah. little segue there, Clem, when you mentioned bolt action into talking about what we're here to actually talk about. But that's. I think that that was that was pretty good. Johnny, what about you, buddy?
1: So uh, I'm from the U.S. and the. I'm from the East Coast. Um, I'm fairly new to gaming. I mean, I've been gaming maybe 15 to 20 years, but most guys start out when they're like 17 or 15, whatever. You were a late
0: bloomer. I was a late bloomer.
1: So I was taking, first off, my hobby was like miniature uh, 135th scale tanks and all that stuff from Tamiya and Dragon and all that. And uh, I brought my son to a game shop when he was like eight to play Magic, and they had models there, and I'm like, whoa, you can paint them and play with them too? So I was like, all right, get rid of the uh, the 135th scale stuff, and I started playing Confrontation, and um, I love that game and the models, and then they kind of went under, and I went to War Machine, then um, a bunch of others, Dark Age, kind of. You know, tried everything like Clem. I just kind of was, oh, you know, I still do. Um, and then I found, I tried Kill Team, but uh, I had tried Dead Zone when it came out, and I just said this game is superior to that game. Not again, not trying to dump on the company, but uh, which
2: order the, is that? You meant Kill Team,
1: right? Uh, yeah, d- yeah. Dead Zone is so much better uh, of a game. Um, but I had found bolt action myself cause I liked the historical stuff kind of. And, um, then I got invited to a Gates of Antares like demo day and I was like, oh my God, this is like one of the greater sci-fi games that I've played, you know? Uh, and I like the, the fluff and the models are great. Um, so I kind of shifted over and played that for a while and then it kind of fell off a little and. I thought they were going to, they were talking about releasing the 2.0, and it kind of like was a bumpy thing for a while. And then I jumped around a little and played like Conquest. I still play that some. I like that a lot. The models are good. First Blood, which is part of that. I like that. So pretty much that's what I'm playing now. I just, um, I had a game of Gates recently, so we can talk about that at some point too. Um, And uh, that's pretty much it i Johnny, love to
0: I, paint i love the idea you were building the tanks and stuff and it's yeah. like and then you were like okay well that was fun okay i'm finished now but it's kind of like learning to cook and then you've yeah. cooked you this delicious looking meal like well that was fun now time to do the washing up oh wait it, we can eat the food oh okay exactly
1: exactly <laughs> yeah
0: Awesome. Yeah. and uh, i've actually picked up a load of stuff for dark age obviously it's dead uh, that looks like a great system so at some point I'm going to trick Clem into playing a game of Dark Age with me
1: yeah it's it I I haven't played the latest version uh, but I did play for a while and I always liked it it's just a fun cool skirmish game you know nice and And, skirmish game is like I don't know if you guys are this way but it's like the hoarder's excuse to buy a bunch of games (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Oh, it's only a couple models. Yeah, now I have all the factions.
0: Oh, geez, I've heard that so many times. Buy into this game system, Chris. You only need one box of models to play. Yeah, the gateway drug. Exactly. Awesome. So that's a little bit about uh, about who we are, and um, maybe we're we'll just about talk- oh yeah nothing, right chris. oh yeah so, yeah we yes. didn't get you yours you're the after Skip. all so you might <laughs> as well say something skipped Skip over that pretty effectively <laughs> yeah so my name is chris and uh like clem i'm a foreigner living in germany so i come from the uk originally i've lived in germany about eight years something like this and uh, i live just outside of frankfurt so quite a long way from clem but um happily we we meet up pretty regularly and play play some games and um yeah, I, much much like Clem, um, I kind of dabbled as a teenager, never had enough money to actually play any of these games. It was more kind of pick up some models, push them around, roll some dice with the friends and kind of making the rules up as we went. And then, um, yeah, the inevitable happened and uh, dropped off as a teenager, came back in my early 30s, uh, tried a, a load of games that were being played locally. So I tried uh, Guild Ball, Malifaux. Oh, boy, I tried loads of different games. And um, really, the ones that really stuck were Mantic Games. Uh, So Kings of War, Dead Zone, the new one, Firefight, uh, uh, Kings of War Armada, really amazing games, great rule sets, really fair, fair prices. Um, And, you know, they they very much put the gamer first, I think. Agreed. Whereas other games companies may not, uh, mentioning no names. (laughs) And, um, yeah, but I've, I've kind of, I'm doing better than I, I was, I was one of these people and and probably still am one of these, these idiots that buy all the games and then go, Oh wait, hang on. I don't have time to play all of this. Why do I keep buying new game systems? So I've got a little bit better than at that, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe not perfectly, huh? So
2: (laughs) I mean, it's just, you still buy the same amount, but now you assemble and paint a lot faster. And so at least now you do play a few games as well. That's you true. By buy as much as you used to.
0: That's <laughs> well. <laughs> this is maybe a topic for another time. But uh, yeah. So um, Antares was always... Uh, yeah, moving on to the actual topic of the podcast. Antares was... Obviously, Clem, Clem and, and Johnny have mentioned Bolt Action earlier. And obviously, it's the game engine is very, very similar, right? And... I pl- I also played a little bit of Bolt Action, but I feel a little bit uncomfortable. It's we're so close to events, and I know Bolt Action is trying to be kind of a 1970s action film of the Second World War. It's not trying to be realistic, really, but I still feel that there's an SS army in the game. You know, my my uh, you know my wife's grandfather was genuinely in the SS. You know, so right. there's it's a little bit uncomfortable whereas you know space Nazis sure you know that's fine I'm I'm cool with that shooting space Nazis that's totally fine so yeah, yeah I love the rule set so I think as Johnny said the models for Antares are surprisingly fantastic they're really really good models um and I'd always intended, I got into Kings of War, which is the Mantic game we mentioned. That was kind of, I always thought that would be my fantasy game, but then Antares would be my sci-fi game. Um, And since then, Mantic have introduced a sci-fi game. So I'm playing Dead Zone, and playing Firefight. Um, But I, to be honest, I just think Antares is such a great game. It deserves some love. Yes. I checked out the, um, tabletop warlords i think they're called the youtube channel which yes was an Antares, and that was a big mistake that was a an Atari's <laughs> youtube channel and they just those guys are just they're so funny and creative
1: yeah they're I'm in really their zone it,
0: right yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. some of the best content i've seen but they play their own little campaigns that they make up and it's just it's it's inspiring stuff you know when someone is that when two guys are that passionate about it it just it Sucks me right in, you know? Absolutely. And I know I'll love the game. And the funny mm. thing is we're starting an Antares pod, right? So there's three of us. How many of us have actually played a game of Antares? First <laughs> or second
1: edition? I think just me. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
1: I thought
2: about it very hard, so it counts, right? Right, exactly. Right, right? <laughs> i,
0: can
2: I can- Increase you bought about three or four armies already, so that also counts.
0: Four armies, yeah, four armies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, had, uh, Johnny, I picked up, yeah, because as I said, I I always planned on Antares being my sci-fi game. And um, they Warlord had a big sale a couple of years ago, and they were selling stuff so cheap. Oh, yes. And so I just picked up um, the Gar and the C3. Yeah. And then recently I picked up an algorithm army box that was kicking around. And um, I picked up a load of my favorite faction, I think, the Boromites.
1: Yeah, those are so cool. I don't have those. But I have most of the others, but I've not gotten those yet. So, um,
0: yeah, so we're, we're um, yeah, three guys making a podcast, two of which have not played the game. But um, Oh, and we should mention probably, um, yeah, so, so Clem and I, so we have some experience making a podcast because we make a Mantic podcast. That's something we ought to mention probably. Yes. Maybe,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um I also forgot to mention I was super excited about the Warlord of Haruan uh, rule set. So it's basically Antares yeah. but sci-fi. Uh, no fantasy. fantasy, sorry, fantasy. Yes. And I got so the robot, I buddy. played a couple of games uh, um, with a friend locally, like to try it out. But then I kind of uh, got back pushed down on the on the pile of all the games to play. But I yeah. uh, also thought it's. Uh, fantastic system and rule set, so yeah that's why even if I haven't played a single game of Antares and always kind of lurked around and read the rules and had a look and so on even if I haven't played that's, still, that's why I still accepted to join the podcast but even though like I'm still
1: on the edge and I need to be convinced but uh, yeah it's <laughs> uh well I mean it's written by Rick Priestley right so that that yes that helps a lot <laughs>
0: Do you know, Johnny? I was thinking about this, right? And I think that was—I'm going to—I'm going to say this is probably con- very controversial, right? Because he's—he's he's rightly beloved. I think that was the single biggest mistake War- Warlord Games made was pushing so heavily. This is the guy that made 40k, because the game 40k is not appealing to a lot of people that want to try another sci-fi game. And if you like 40k, you're going to be playing 40k, right? But- exactly. 40k the game now i don't think is the game rick it's so far away from a game that rick Priestley would design right all of the sensibilities he has as a game designer are not you know pay to win it's not what 40k is and i'm trying not to be unkind to 40k right sure but so i think actually it was a real own goal for warlord to say hey this is by the guy that made 40k do you guys understand what i'm trying to the point i'm trying to make
1: Yes, they kind of used that as a vehicle to kind of push the game, you know, where...
2: I think it makes sense, and I agree with you. I think you have to address that question, though, right? Like, uh, if you make a tabletop game, and your pitch is, hey, it's a sci-fi, like, uh, warband or small army-scale game, then you're obviously going against the behemoth in this industry, which is 40K. Mm -hmm. And so, no matter what you do, if that's what you're, like, the type of games you're making, yeah, you, you sort of have to justify or explain uh, how different are you compared to the
0: absolute. Because that's the one everyone mainstream. knows, right? Exactly. Yes. But, yeah, and so but you kind of have to say I was, something about it. If I was trying to attract those players, which, by the way, I think actually is is not the way to go about it, but because um, I just don't simply don't think it works. I think we're all so indoctrinated with the with the the GW poison, you know. But um <laughs> I think, you know, focusing on the fact in it's fair, it's fun, it's fast, it's intuitive. It's narrative. Know, it's narr- it's super narrative, right? Uh, yeah, it's
2: deep also from a tactical perspective, right? Like there's a tons of cool options.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And it seems it there's cool list building options without that winning, the, you know, that it's the, obviously your list building is important, but I don't think that's necessarily going to win you the game, right? Which for me right. is a big deal.
1: Yes, same.
0: We, very few of us, I think, want to lose a game before we've even rolled the dice, you know, just <laughs> exactly. or even deployed, you know. That's <laughs> big fun. <laughs> so yeah, and it's kind of yeah. So I was kind of um, looking around. So I, I was definitely going to just paint up some Antares stuff. Um, and then I kind of keyed into, as I said, I, I had a look on YouTube, found these wonderful videos that got me really excited. And it was like, OK, great. I want to listen to some podcasts. Let's uh, let's go. There was the Freeborn Shard, which was made by the game, the, the product owner or Tim Bancroft, I think it is. Yeah,
1: is the, he's one of the, the designers. Yeah.
0: Um, so. so bless him you know that's he's probably got enough on his plate as it is with the game right so yes. i don't i don't imagine he'll have the time to be putting out because he's basically developing the game now in his in his spare time right maybe we can talk about that a little bit but sure. i kind of feel like one thing we can do the three of us is we can we can put a podcast out right of course we're not promising it's good but <laughs> or any of the <laughs> things we say are true or fair right? <laughs> but uh, you know we can talk about toy soldiers
2: yeah, I mean, it makes the background noise while people are painting and assembling models and so on, so why not, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and like, Tim did a great job, and I, I, I don't know if he's still doing the podcast or not, um, but it, he it always left me wanting more. I feel the same way about, like, I'm not sure why there hasn't been another podcast on this game, uh, and it, it deserves it for sure.
0: I think that's definitely mm. it and there was one episode from i think a gaming club in stoke which is sort of in the middle of england so i'm not entirely sure but uh, that was on the feed i think and they made yes. one episode and it was kind of like teased that hey we're going to be doing this and that drives me crazy right there's yeah. never a second the second episode never gets here so <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so it's it's kind of a strange time because it seems to me, Johnny, and I'm sure I'm getting some of this wrong, but it seems to me that Warlord had second edition ready to go or nearly ready to go, and I think they got cold feet. So it's now kind of um, – they've agreed to uh, to it basically being a pet pro- – kind of like a hobby project for Tim, right, to develop yeah. in his spare time. So he's no longer think, an
1: employee. No, he's not an employee, and um, I think him and Rick – I don't know, like the – inside details but uh him and rick decided to like offer the game up for pretty much for free which um is amazing i i think warlord maybe because of the pandemic you know might have hurt them in some way i don't know but they decided to like push the game down to the sister company there sky wreck sky is that is that the name of them that's it, Skytrax. Yeah. Yeah, Skytrax. So like they distribute the stuff, um, you know, and like I, I was afraid this game was gonna die. I really was, and I don't, wa- I didn't want it to, of course, you know. It's always the game you love that kind of sometimes can get thrown under the bus or you know left to die.
0: And that's and, uh, part of the. That's one of the big reasons we're jumping in with the podcast, right? Because it's yeah, this. Of I course. feel like this is the thing we can do to kind of try and kindle that flame of the community.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I don't want us to look back in two years and go, ah, oh, whatever happened to Beyond the gates of Antares, you exactly. know, what a shame, but like, let's, you know, let's, let's at least, you know, throw our all in now and just try and get things moving in just a
1: little bit, you know? Exactly. Exactly.
0: So guys, what is, we talked, to, talked about, about it a little bit. What is beyond the gates of Antares is a game. Like, I think we've mentioned it's a sci-fi game. Can we talk a little bit about... We're in the far future. Humans we're, have kind of evolved. Yeah. Well, some have, some haven't.
1: We're yeah, not so, in the grim dark. We,
2: <laughs> so maybe I can say what I know about it, and you guys can correct me, right?
1: Oh, yes, yes. Right on. So kind of-
2: it is uh, kind of like a high sci-fi. I don't know what the correct term is, but it's in the far future. And there are these types of, like, gates of Antares that were found by humanity. And they allow very long uh, distance travel. And for mysterious reasons, sometimes these gates, like these wormholes, whatever they are, are closed. And so the colonization of uh, very uh, distant space by humanity is kind of um, interrupted in the sense that those... um, Separate communities are isolated for sometimes very long times, and so there are different, let's say, splinters of humanity in various places and with like slightly diverging cultures and societies, uh, and also some aliens uh, in the universe as well. And uh, that's about it. That's about what I know from the from the lore. Is that is that right?
0: That was actually really good, Clem. I'm shocked. <laughs>
2: I mean, someone gifted me the rule book in French not long ago, Uh and I actually read some of that. So
0: Yeah, that was the – Johnny, that was uh, just a leaving present of, here you go, Clem. By the way, I've been talking to you about this game. Oh, I got it to you in French. Oh, how kind of me. Um, Yeah, buddy, I mean, that was pretty spot on, to be honest. Yes, so we're in the far future. Humans, as you said – they've discovered these kind of wormholey type things which take you through um not just um space but also through time so you go through you know you, you go through one gateway and you come out somewhere else possibly at a different time and i think in the antari sector there's basically a nexus where there's loads of these wormholes converge all in one place um and as you say yeah it's sort of darwinism to a certain point that Um, humans have been going through the nexus is so you might have you know a a culture of humans that go through the gateway some of them stay the other side and then as you say for kind of semi-mysterious reasons at times the gateways are all just closing so you can't travel through them anymore and then later they might reopen and there seemed it seems to be kind of hinted at that these the gateways all close at times of war so it seems to be there may be a deity or an advanced race which is actually going okay. Too much stuff is dying now. We're shutting it. We're shutting you down. You can't be right. trusted, you pesky humans. And but, as you so say, we, we
2: have no idea about where they come from or like what is going on around the nexus. Like there's no traces of an ancient civilization or anything. There like is this.
0: yes, there is. I I think they were called. They're called something like the Gate Builders or something. Yeah, the they're, Gate Builders. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm shocked yeah. I got that right.
1: <laughs> I, and I think sometimes it? like if people great, if sometimes when people travel through them, if they close their stock, of course, sometimes it isolates a certain civilization. So they, you know, people can't go, go, uh, come and go there and they're left to kind of, you know, fend for themselves
0: so, so when you do travel, their own thing the things. trick is have a lot of probes send probes through first <laughs> exactly. probes are your friend but exactly it's, uh, i mean what i love about this is you kind of touched on the first thing one it's not grimdark oh god everything's terrible all the time yeah but also it, the the possibilities are limitless
1: yes yes and uh, they've done a great job and even like you know tim kind of wrapped that whole uh all that fluff around in his head and he creates like stories and like just it's just incredible I, It it's great stuff
2: yeah for me it's kind of like the positivity of uh, like sci-fi from star trek like i'm not a big star trek expert or fan but i have a lot of respect for it because it's kind of like an interesting in a way positive
0: uh look into the future oh it's like, super positive the the yeah. attitude the attitude of people is positive right
1: that's the right key. right and then you have like the c3 you know who if you agree to be with them like all the thoughts all the thinking is kind of almost done for you in some ways right <laughs> yeah they have
0: so clem they have so the different societies they have um, yeah, they they have very very powerful AI, right? Because obviously yes. they're very technologically advanced. And some some of the um, of the factions in the game, like the C three, as Johnny said, the Concord, they basically have an all powerful AI who makes your life's decisions for you for the the good of society. <laughs> yeah. Which you can see that as sinister or not sinister. You know, whatever's whatever's your poison.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm usually a big fan of Skynet, you know, like, but in the, in the, in the bad sense, like, uh, it's actually scary in a way. My wife makes fun of me, fun of me for that. Uh, But I also recently watched a show on Netflix, I think, The Travelers or something like this. And it's sort of similar. So it's about time, time travel, uh, but it's also directed by, let's say, good AI, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of trying to make decisions to alter the future, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I think there are very interesting topics and uh, like narrative aspects to uh, yeah, what humanity can become in the future and intera- like how it interacts with AI and technology and like various ways to organize things. I think it's an interesting background to create your own stories then uh, on top of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. On the flip side of the AI thing is, yes, that sounds incredibly sinister. But also, imagine if you had an AI to help you you know, reach your full potential in life. Imagine that. Exactly. Imagine what you'd achieve. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. What about uh, free will?
1: You might actually paint oh, all your Clef,
0: models. <laughs> oh, free will. Yeah, good point, Johnny. Yeah, get, get the backlog done. Exactly. Um, and of course, because things are, as, as kind of we've hinted at, because things are, you know, gates are closing, there could be, you know, pretty much any planet you can imagine is going to exist somewhere, right? And you could even have actually pretty, I mean, still, we'd still consider it sci-fi, but, they, they. I think they call them feral worlds. So, claim you can have a world that actually isn't that technologically developed. It may have been on its own. It may have lost the technology to travel through space. You know, who knows? I mean, basically, you know, the world's your oyster. know yeah, I mean, the universe is your oyster. So, it's a, yeah, it's an incredibly nice. open system with it, I think, enough there to, to to create your own hooks. You know, there's enough there to to build on. I and mean, I kind of love the idea that maybe a ship crashed, you know, a super advanced spaceship crashed into a planet a really, really, really long time ago, but they had to kind of fend for themselves on the planet. Maybe, you know, various people were killed. And, you know, only, let's say, 500 years later, a rescue ship arrives. Because the gates were closed or something like that. And like, well, how yeah, like they...
2: technology is almost like a myth, you know, right. Like exactly. Like actual society is like, like whatever prehistoric or medieval, whichever time of uh, human history you like and uh, advanced technology that actually is where humanity on that planet comes from is kind of a myth or even entirely forgotten. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's it's very rich. I, I had kind of a question, though, about the universe in general. Like, is there any particular event on the timeline? Like, what's going on now in the universe of Antares? Like, is there any hint that's a big special event or any special thing going on right now on the timeline?
0: I think, to be honest, I need to do more reading on it, to be quite honest, Clem, to to answer this question with any confidence, but or, or indeed competence. But um, I think... That, you know, it is a time of war. Um, I think there is some sort of hint that the, the the gates might close soon. But the the short answer is, I need to read more.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair I enough. Know they, I mean, whoops, sorry. No I do anything. know they they talk about like ages too, like the fifth age. I think it's in the seventh age right now. Um, and I believe there's like a little history overview of some of that stuff as well.
0: There's I think a couple of people have put together a ton of law, to be honest, just in the just in the core rule book. Right. Which is. Yes. And it's a little bit. Out, the rules are a little bit out of date now, but it's still I think it's 90 percent good still. Right. Right. And, and obviously all the law and stuff in there is
1: pretty is good. You can download on the ne- uh, Antares Nexus, the 2.0 rules. Plus, they redid. Um, I don't know if it changed much. Uh, the The fluff part. Uh, there's like four downloads, I think, like army lists, main rules, how to play the game and, uh, fluff book. So we'll put
0: this definitely in the show notes. Yes. So this is, I mean, this is a super compelling, exciting thing from the parts of the players, right? So as Johnny just alluded to, if you go to the Antares Nexus website, everything is available for free. I yeah. mean the rules, the law, the the army lists, It's all available for free, and they've got a really really good army builder tool,
1: which is absolutely free. And I yeah, think and that's, it's the guy that's who, done by Jamie Morrison, I think, right, or Morris. And,
0: and I think, I think so. But his, I know his. I think he developed something like the Fallout.
1: He did, yes,
0: paid. So he's a professional at this. He's not just yeah. a, you know a helpful guy trying to help the community. Exactly. He's super professional. It's a really good tool.
2: Yes, I mean it's it's quite cool to have the rules in the hands of the community in a way. I mean I know this from two other systems, like kind of defunct systems. Uh, one is uh, Necromunda. Like for 20 years or so, uh, it was maintained by a community. Uh, like on React Tribes and so they created their own you know small corrections and additions and improvements and additions to the original rule set and it's really made by people who have all the time they want to really refine something they know and love and I think it's really a good way to get amazing rules. Um, I also see that with uh, Warmaster which also was abandoned by Games Workshop uh, some time ago. And there is now a pretty uh, lively community around it, especially now with 3D printing of smaller models. Um, also for Epic, there's but jo- a Johnny, Cl-
0: Clem episode. hates talking about small-scale Kings of all, War, all War Master. You can't, honestly, you can't get him talking about it. <laughs> <It's> honestly, <laughs> no matter what the Shut topic...
2: It's... it's, it's <laughs> Bad for my, point was, my point was, I think it's actually a good news for actual gamers when rules go into the hands of the community that actually loves it and will take all the times needed to slowly refine it over the years. And uh, there's a lot more freedom uh, than, you know, try to stick with the release schedule or, or there's no commercial pressure anymore you know exactly and so every, everything that's left is the love for a given rule set and to make it just uh, the best you can and uh, fit for the the community that loves it so i think enough, it's actually not a bad place to be in
0: super 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 important reason we're trying to make a podcast and just try and build up some interest right because i think if you're a gamer and you're a, you know you're a hobbyist and you love th- you love great games this is a great one it's incredibly Right, you know, in terms of cost, you can get an army for a hundred bucks to play this exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else you need is free. Honestly, it couldn't be, it couldn't be, you know, sweeter on the part of the gamer. To be quite honest with you, right?
1: Yeah, and it ha- it definitely has a lot of passionate people involved. All the- there's a ton of scenarios on there made by the community. STL files you can get there free. Uh, One of the armies you can make from the STLs there, the Vorl. Um, I mean, it says a lot about the game, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, that's also on the Nexus, Clem. Yeah, there's a load of files you can just have for free and print. Some -hmm. of them are models, some of them are drones. And our friend from Corvus Terrain has designed a couple of them. Yes.
2: So we talked about what the world of entries is but what about the rules themselves like the actual game what is it like
1: so the actual game is pretty similar to bolt action there are some things that are different of course Um, they have like a reaction roll you can make uh, and if you make it you can dodge this is not in bolt action and a lot of people when this rule set came out wished it was uh, where you can get out of the way Um, and I think you get pinned if you do it in, I think you, or you go down. Um, it's a really cool mechanic, but all in all, it's similar with the, you know, pulling the dice out of the bag. Um, I love that fog of war part of that game where you don't know what's coming and you kind of always thinking about, uh, all right, if I go now, or if I go later, if he goes three times in a row, you know, there's a lot of unknowns which I really like in a game uh, it's really pretty fast um, again the army buildings pretty straightforward um, it's
2: played with d10 not D10 D6, right yes
1: exactly play with a d10 um, another thing I like about this game is you're not rolling like huge handfuls of dice some people really like that and I don't think it's a bad thing I just definitely like some games where you know it's not 70. Dice, you know, it's a couple handfuls tops, you know.
0: And what's I'm with uh, you, like Johnny? A... To be honest,
2: yeah.
0: No. Sorry, go. I know I'm I I completely agree with Johnny. It's I've actually rolling buckets of dice. I actually find that quite stressful. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it can yeah, and you look in and look in and see and.
0: Oh, I just bumped that dice. Was that <laughs> four or was it a five? I can't remember. Oh, shall we roll it? Oh exactly. God. <laughs> I hate my yes. life.
2: <laughs> and uh, exactly. so, so, what's a typical army like? Like, how many models would you have? And, like, what type of models do you have? Um,
1: what is so, it like? So, they changed the, the, the point system, too. It used to be like you would pay play like 500 points, 700, or a thousand, like that. Now it's like 50, 75, or 100. Um, I think of. A full game is maybe 150 points i can't remember um i just played for the first time with the 2.0 um i played uh 50 50 or 100 point i think it was 100 points we played a four away
0: sorry johnny i'll just jump in there and say dear listener if you don't like us not knowing things and not checking it beforehand tough This is what the podcast is going to be like. (laughs) We're
2: here to make you guys feel good because you know stuff, you know. And we don't. we actually know it. Like we're much smarter in real life than we sound on the pod. We're just trying to create reaction by. Oh, I of mean, course, it's this. you oh, but I'm not. Let yeah. Me, let me comment on Facebook to say. oh. Yeah, no, yeah. Angrily
0: at us. That's what we love. We thrive it's, on it. That's why we're doing all of this. It's just, Right? Yeah, exactly. We're just trolling. We're just trolling people, right? That's, <laughs> that's that's why we make podcasts.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, my buddy always teases me. I'll mention him, Joshua Hatch. He says, uh, "I don't know how to read, actually." So, <laughs> sounds about right.
2: And so, yeah. how many models did you have in your army? Like, tell me about your lists so for um, a standard game.
1: My list that I played, I played uh, Freeborn, and we. D- um, funny enough, I met two guys uh, about a month ago that I used to play with a while back, maybe f- four or five years ago. Um, we used to play in New Hampshire. And then, you know, again, life happens. But we just recently all got together, uh, me, Joe, Ed, and this guy named Logan, and we did a four-way game. And um, I think, let's see, I had maybe three or four squads, and and I had Huck, the bounty hunter, and his little dog pack. And then um, we had two Algorand players and one C3 player. And we played a scenario... Um, You had to go and grab this drone and try to bring it back, and there was two of them. And uh, it was super fun, and it played really good with four guys against each other. So, um, it was a lot of fun. It was really simple. So, probably model count-wise, let's see, maybe, maybe 25 models, 30 models each.
2: And is it like bolt action where you would have maybe one or two vehicles...
1: You can, uh, yes.
2: One weapon team and the rest yeah. is kind of like t- uh, no bot squads or that's exactly, squads. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think I'm right in saying squads are typically five guys or three yeah. guys. It's not typically 10 or 20 guys. They're they're quite compact. Yeah. Um, and of course it's like bolt action. You'll ha- you'll have a weapons team, you'll have a light vehicle, but then also you can have a giant lava monster, which, you know, <laughs> I mean, I haven't played bolt action in a while, but I feel like the game would be improved by the giant. Golf for League forty seven. Yeah. That, uh...
1: that model is incredibly awesome, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. It's so
0: good. Yeah. I I found that, picked it up. And um, it's just a huge chunk of resin. It really is. It's and it's fantastic. Really is. It was joy to paint.
1: Yeah, I really hope that um, not to get off, not to do a side tangent, but I hope Sky Skytrex at some point decides to produce new models for the game.
0: Yeah, you know. Johnny, we're, we're all about tangents, buddy. To be honest,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really hope they I, they are kind of releasing a little stuff here and there. But um, I hope that they add to some of the armies that are there. There is a lot of stuff for the game out, though. I mean, uh, but it would be nice to see some things come, you know. I mean, if you look at the
0: line, if you and dear listener, please go to the Skytrax website and check out the Antares tab. Um, they they have amazingly full model ranges and a lot of hard plastics for yeah. the armies they have. There's a lot of stuff out there, so mm. I I very much suspect Skytrax is going to be OK, let's try and make a bit of money, get more players into the game. And then once you do that, I think you can start growing. You know, it, of course, it'd be great. We all, always want more toys to play with. Right. But right. I, I very much suspect what the game really needs is just bums on seats. Right. We just need more players. Right. We just need exactly. to buy that. C three army or whatever he's gonna play. I don't think Clem will play C three. I think he'll play something a bit a bit stranger, but uh like we, can make,
2: we can place bets if we want to later.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Johnny and I will secretly place bets. Which which army will Clem go for? Yeah, I've I've got a gar army. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be gonna be doing it. What's cool about the Garclem is they have a special, I think it's called the disruption die. So yes. you put yet a third color dice in the bag and it when it comes out, basically bad stuff happens. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the yeah, they, exactly. were cool. they were cool they're really cool I love the the um the lore. It's basically they were these, you know, genetically engineered warriors, you know, from a really long time ago. They were they were just built for war, and the people that controlled them are no longer there, and they're still kind of hanging around, fighting stuff.
1: Yeah, they remind me. I don't know if this if this shows my age, and you guys don't know about this, but for some reason they remind me of something from the Twilight Zone back in the old days. I don't know Twi- why.
0: Yeah, totally Twilight Zone, or I was thinking, to be honest, the old, old school Doctor Who. I don't. Watch oh yeah, the yes. yeah, I just right? <laughs> love Doctor Who. Yeah, 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 yeah some yeah.
1: weird thing you know they're weird little
0: crab monsters <laughs> yeah. riding around in giant battle suits what's yeah. the cool about that
1: exactly e- e- emitting like um nuclear crud <laughs> you yeah. know sure yeah, yeah but
0: you know yeah. th- th- i guess when they were built you know the 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 uh the environment of whatever planet was not a high up the concerns list of these <laughs> uh more like weird <laughs> little crab men oh yeah
2: Cool. Then, um, yes, still questions about the rules, if I may. So is it like in bolt action where, sure, you do kill some stuff sometimes, but a lot of the plays is actually about pinning your opponent and kind of like positioning and, um, you know, like you don't win by killing, you win by outmaneuvering right. and pinning your opponent. Yes. Does that, does that still work like this in entries?
1: Yes, pretty Almost exactly. if things do die, of course. But it's definitely sure, got the no, pin course, mechanic and do you table uh, your opponent
2: after two rounds?
0: Not, not no, usually. no. I don't think so, Clem. I don't think so. I mean if your if your opponent is as silly as me and just leaves all their stuff out in in you know, full view of the enemy to shoot at, your stuff's gonna <laughs> die. But it's huh. a it's a strategic game you know you're winning mm-hmm. by as you say put pins on strategic things so they can't activate efficiently yeah you know, it's it the game is about clever play right
1: yes yes
0: you're not going totally. to be you're not going to be you know shooting your opponent off the board turn one you know
2: yeah so it's not like stacking special rules and uh, just shooting down someone or or doing uh, weird combos like uh, in some other systems. No, A uh, three-letter system that starts with 40 and in with K. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> and rolling low is good in the game.
0: Oh, so that, oh, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if you roll a 1 with lots of things, if you roll a 1, it's a lucky hit. So yes. good stuff, really good stuff happens. And if you roll a 20, it's bad. I forget what it's called, but it's 10. a bad thing.
1: A 10, yeah. 10. If you roll a 10, 10 it's... Oh, what is it called? I forget the name too right off the top of my head, but it's bad. Yeah.
0: We're not looking it up dear listener. We'll just yeah. leave it and hanging. Uh, we don't know. We don't know, right? all right? <laughs> two more questions. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's fine. I'm asking questions, and uh, well, you guys do what you can, right? Yeah, right. And then people will tell us. on, on And then we can get abused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Living the dream. <laughs> right.
2: The two more things I'm interested in is... Uh, sure what are the rules with terrain like uh, what are the interactions with terrain like is it like in in firefight or kings of war with like different hates or is it true line of sight is the cover difficult terrain i think it um, is I th- all this type I think, of stuff
1: sorry johnny i'll let you on no you one. go it, it's uh it's similar to firefight um there is in line of sight uh i believe it's the same as like uh it's not true line of sight, I don't think. Like, like say infinity or something like this. You know, uh, I'm trying to look it up now because I'm rusty as hell.
0: I'm pretty sure it's the same as bolt action, whatever that was. Yeah. Like, for example, if you shoot through, um, you know, an obstacle or something, you'll take a penalty. So you. So there's
2: light cover and heavy cover, like in. Exactly. Exactly yes. right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Nice. so you might if you're shooting so in in firefight uh, which is the game we know you'll generally only take one negative modifier for cover right whereas in this game i think it does stack so if you're shooting over a couple of barricades i think if you're not touching it then you'll take a, a bar- and also what's quite cool is if you're charging somebody um if your model is touching the barricade you don't take a penalty from it but right. if but if, if it's, you know, at least one guy. But but if it's slightly behind, then you will, because your guy's got to stop. You know, he's not preparing himself to throw himself over the wall. He's got to go, oh, now I've got to jump over this. Um, yes. So I think it's a – obviously, dear listener, we're going to get better at this, right? But um, I think – It's the, the journey rules, into super, the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the journey
1: exactly. into the game and getting unrusty and
2: – but. Um, uh, so if I remember correctly also in bolt action for every pin marker that you have you get minus one to hit
1: yes right same
2: so you kind of okay so it's the same so yes even if you don't really kill someone but you actually put pins on them then over time you kind of lower their efficiency and uh, so on so yeah no, sounds good
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's good
0: yeah, so I think it. it's a I think it's a great rule set that I sort of know and I've never actually played, but right. it's um, yes. it's fun, it's fair, it's fast. I love the bag mechanic, I love the pinning mechanic. Yes. And, uh I think it's just gonna be good timing with friends, right? Absolutely.
2: And do you guys know about scenarios? Like how do you win the game? You mentioned like when you played the games, John, that's uh like you had to uh, recover drones or something like this. Yes, and you get to So they're actually objectives, right? Like it's not just compare it's how not, much
1: stuff you killed and so no, on. No, it's objective based for sure. You can like have also like missions where uh, what do they call like the an escort, you know things like this or there's a, uh, a drone that's crashed or down uh, and you have to retrieve something from it. There's a bunch of uh, fan-made scenarios too on the Nexus, so that's like a just a nice dish to scoop stuff out of, and again, it's all free. So
2: nice. I mean, what I remember from Bolt Action as well is uh, they had really interesting scenarios, like especially with the uh, theater selectors, I believe they're called. Yes. You know, so you have like the army book with all of the options for, let's say, the US or Germany, but then you play this or that specific battle. And so you must build your force kind of in a specific way with some maybe advantages, but also some inconvenience. Or also the deployment is completely different. Like you have asymmetrical yes. scenarios, all the stuff. So you also have some of that in entries,
1: right? Yes. And the, and the, uh, the, the version 1.0 or whatever it was called, the the first version, they do have three books you can buy. I don't know if they're sold on Skytrex or not. I'm not sure, but if you can find those, there's a bunch of scenarios in those, and those are all mission-based and/or like what you're talking about, slightly theater um, theater-driven as well. Like uh, there's one with um, uh, the the um, there's one with Algorin versus you know Freeborn or whatever you could use any army you want but they have a lot of different uh, setups in those books too and there's a lot of fluff in those books too So,
0: spoiler alert Clem I got you one of those books so I'm going to give it to you next time I see you ah, right. <laughs> nice. <on. laughs> But yeah, there's loads there's loads of as as Johnny said in those books, it tends to they tend to focus on two um factions fighting against each other, but you can play whatever the heck you like and they've got loads of new scenarios. It's all obviously narrative scenarios, but it's just there's loads of great stuff in there. I was trying to look actually on the Nexus Dear listener for the scenarios in the core rule book. I couldn't can't actually see them in there. Um off the top of my head I think in, in the first edition rule book I think there's about 10 scenarios listed um which uh you know I think the the last scenario or the last thing you'll play is kill like right? to be honest with this game like right exactly why, just why would you you know exactly um, and I always find in games it, that is always the least fun to play right it's the least interesting
1: yeah it never makes me love a game you know for some reason I just don't like it I like to complete stuff even if it's a demo game, there should be, like, you know, even a simple thing of King of the Hill or something. Just not kill them all. I just feel like it, it, it's lame. <laughs> you
2: know? I mean, I think I have good memories also from playing Bolt Action, for example, because in some of the scenarios, like, it's very asymmetrical. And you know that from looking at the battle outcome, you will lose. Like, one of the two sides will lose. Sure. But the actual victory conditions are kind of different. And also, it's kind of a challenge. Like, can you survive four turns, five turns, six turns, or rounds? And then, yes, you will be wiped out in the end. Or, like, the, your opponent has a lot more firepower, or a lot more troops, and so on. But they're still under pressure, but in a different way. And ultimately, I think, for me, it makes for interesting games where it does not matter who actually wins, or, like, the winning conditions are kind of different uh for both players and you actually end up um, getting a lot more in invested in the game and what's going on and to tell a story and uh, i don't know like i think it feels a lot more interesting like this so it, it is quite exciting uh yeah
1: for sure agreed agreed yeah
0: that's you're definitely explaining it buddy oh clem what do you think so we're, we're kind of we're trying to sell the dear listener to, to come and join us playing this game, right? We're trying to set, trying to sell it to Clem as well. So how, how are we doing, Clem? Yeah, not bad. I mean,
2: the, um, ne- next, I, I think I need two things, right? Like, I need a demo game or two, but I think we'll organize this uh, in the near future, Chris, like, next time I come to visit. Yep. And uh, the other question that I would have is, uh, like, what's the entry point for someone interested in this game? Like, you know, if, if you're listening to this from somewhere where no one plays Antares. So first you can download all the, the books and so on. Yep. And I so, think they sell starter sets as
0: well, right? Yes. So Skytrax have actually done a really great job of this and they're kind of, they're taking the, the existing stock they have and they're trying to do this in really, really sensible ways. So one of the things you can buy is a starter set, which I think off the top of my head is 60 euros and it's a two player starter set. So you'll get two smallish forces, but you know, you'll have a few squads to push around the table. You'll have the dice, you'll have the templates for two players and 60 euros for two players to get started in a game. And that's not five models aside. That's, you know, a few squads each. That's pretty darn impressive. And then if you want to go for an army, I think the army starters, depending on which one you go for, And there's a few. For example, the Boromites, they have three kind of sub-factions. So there's three starter armies, right? You can pick which one you want. They come with a ton of stuff, everything you need to get going. And I think they start at about, for the Boromites, it's about 100 euros going up to about 108 euros. It's something in that range. But honestly, some of the other factions, I'm making this up now, but but I think you can get the starter boxes for 70-something euros, depending what you go for. And that is the stuff you need to play a game right that is johnny kind of talked about points earlier however many points is a game that's what you get in this box and then on top of that you're getting all the rules all the army lists for all the factions for nothing more right yes So sky they are not asking for a lot of they're not making a ton of money on this they just want this to be successful because they love it and i could looking at it i can totally get why they love it and that's why we're making this podcast right this stuff's right. really cool
1: exactly exactly
0: cool and Sounds um, good yeah it, right <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, what about you guys? Tell me about the armies that you actually have and like what you've been painting. So,
0: Sorry, Clem. I'll jump in and say, also, the the models are really good and they're a ton of fun to paint. They're really, really fun to paint. They're easy to paint and they're cool models. Uh, Sorry, Johnny. Why don't I pass over to you, buddy? I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, it's okay. It's (laughs) okay.
1: Uh, So for armies, I have Gar, Concord... Freeborn's kind of my main faction. I have mo- not. Wait, wait, all of
2: them. wait, wait, wait. I have no idea what you're talking about. I ah, at least okay.
1: Two sentences per army. Okay, so the Gar we talked about, uh, which is the little, like, hairless uh, radioactive guys that are in battle suits, uh, those are the Gar.
2: And so uh, those ones are the, w- the guys with the disruption mechanism?
1: Yes. Exactly
0: right.
2: And so, do exactly. they play like more an elite fighter type of things, or what is their? They can do,
0: yeah, they can do. But I think there's two sub for them. There's the Gar Empire, and then the Gar outcasts. And the Gar outcasts are kind of rebels, and I think they have more kind of light stuff with guys outside of the battle suits. So yes. you can have, you can play the army in a few ways, but the classic Gar army, I think, is. Big mech, su- a few big mech suits which are very powerful.
1: Right. Yep. There's them. Then um, there's Boromites like uh, Chris talked about with that big lava monster.
2: So um, Boromites is the rock people, right? <laughs> rock people.
1: Yeah. Buddy. yeah. <laughs> They're like miners. Rock.
0: They're rock miners, but they've also got little lava monsters. I mean, it's just oh, it's <coughs> yeah. my, honestly. Yeah. Where have it's you been in my life?
2: If there are stone people, they cannot don't want mines because mining is like going through stone and destroying it, right? Oh, Clem, or I hadn't. Are they going and fighting their me. brothers? Oh, like, hey, goodness. I'm gonna <laughs> dig out a brother or like a
0: kid or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah they were engineered somehow. I forget. I forget their storyline. But yeah, um,
0: I think they were genetically engineered just to do just to do mining stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that. Yeah they're obviously very tough and it applies in the rules somehow, you know, I think, but also I think you can have things like radioactive stuff in the game. Like you can have terrain pieces, which are radioactive or whatever. And these guys are quite resilient. I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. Right.
1: <laughs> then you have the Concord, which is like the good guys. And the they, Buster, uh, Buster Boys, Space Marine. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, they kind of similar to halo also they they're have the that gcps
0: kind of... they're yeah. the gcps exactly yeah. exactly but with better
1: kit <laughs> exactly yep you have them then you have freeborn which are like uh space pirates which are cool and um are they,
2: they, have... the, are they the entire ai guys like uh They reject AI, and so they... They do.
0: That's exactly right, buddy. Yeah, yeah, they reject AI. And um, what was really cool, actually, on the the tabletop warlords, when they made their most recent campaign, is that they had the C3, who are kind of the good guys. They were committing genocide on this planet. That's how it all kicked off. But (laughs) from their perspective, they would totally do that, because this planet is a feral planet. They're backward people. You know, it's like... You know, they just—it's for their own good.
2: Right? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's for the wrong good. Exactly, right? It's exactly. exactly. Yeah. Every colonization program—it's for their own good. We bring them civilization, and death for totally. the, all of those that don't agree totally. with us. But, yeah, but that's just the cost of doing, doing business to help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We yeah.
0: had to—we had to destroy the village in order to save the village. But you know, it's just—it's just another day, you know. Join, Join or die.
1: Houses. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have them, uh, and then you have Algorin, uh, which the Algorin are really cool because they're they're human to a degree. You know, they they're more of an alien, but definitely you know a lot of human qualities. Right. Uh, well, what do they
2: play like?
1: Like so, they uh, they're fairly aggressive, I think. Uh, I've never played them. I've never played them, but I've played against them. They're pretty tough. They're aggressive. Um, They've got good good technology. Are, are they kind of
0: Johnny? Am I making this up? Are they kind of like space Nazis? Like slightly alien space Nazis?
1: I think so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, them. So what did I go through? Uh, Boromites, Freeborn, C three, uh, Gar. What are the? What drum- some
2: some Forgefather equivalents, Chris? Right.
0: Ah, uh, the Boromites? The Boromites. We, ah, okay. So we haven't made a list, dear listener. There are a couple of other factions we haven't mentioned. So Which ones do you have, Chris? So Johnny mentioned. Oh, I've uh, so I've got the Boromites, the C three, the Gar, and the Algorithm the Space Nazis. There's also Johnny mentioned. There's um, these long dormant, and they we everyone thought they were destroyed. Ro um, kind of uh, drone, like uh, very halo-based kind of flying drone. The robotic things. stuff, like yeah.
2: exactly, multi- exactly. Triangular robots or something like this. I think I exactly. the Yeah, yeah,
1: that's yeah. The drone scor- scourge or something, and um, uh, the the VRI. That's what they're called. Sorry, I was getting in my oh, yeah. head. I was mixing that up. There's another race called Voril. So the VRI are the drones that, um, you know, they're all drones. There's no human models. Uh, I think they can actually take some Boromites, too, as a matter of fact. But um, there's them. Then there's the new. The latest faction is the Voril, which is like a centipede, spiderish kind of weird alien-type race those are all stls though they don't have any models for those like uh they don't just sell those in in a kit you know you'd have to print those yourself but um yeah i think that's pretty much it and so we
0: did okay guys i looked it up so there's the Algarin, the boromites the concord which is c3 the freeborn the gar is Isaurian are the ones
1: isorians the
0: yes they're the ones i think that use kind of alien a lot of alien technology their models are really cool actually clem i think you might like them hang on let me send you a link and then so the, do, the, the they play like?
2: do we do we know
1: what they play like so they have a sniper that's pretty awesome they um they're like a organic alien human type thing uh did I play against them at all? I can't remember if I did, but they're kind of like so. Them and the C3 were were they like split off from the C3, and uh, I think they are like AI technology went to war against each other, so uh, they became like mortal enemies.
0: And um, I think I think they also had a a really terrible war with an alien race, but yes. now. They're allied with that alien race, basically. I think they yeah. just came to an arrangement. But I think the the model's really cool. So the um, the start collecting bundle for the for them is, oh, this is it's showing in pounds for some reason. It's 78 pounds. So, you know. Um, yeah, That's but I think be... they look really cool. I love how their vehicles look. As you said, Johnny, it's kind of organic-ish spaceships. I, re- I really like that style, actually.
1: Hmm i'm going to be playing against them actually soon uh i have a game my friend when i went and played about a month ago one of the guys that was with us my buddy that i game with he uh borrowed an army and uh he said he just loves the game so he bought isaurians so um here we go fantastic yeah
0: fantastic yeah that's a great great sign brilliant fantastic we might have a little more to say in episode two everybody
1: yeah Stick and actually us. the guy that i game with is one of three triplets and they're all in so it'll be four of us at least locally for for the moment so amazing that, yeah that works that's a yeah.
0: great starting point that's fantastic <laughs> yes.
2: amazing yeah, i mean you don't need much more than that to actually get started right like, um, exactly
0: Johnny, can yes. you get down to, a, is there a shop or a store or something you can play in so people can see you? Yeah, there's that's two, always
1: important. Fa- two lo- fairly local shops. One's about a 10-minute drive and one's about six minutes. Um, uh, and one guy, if we have fully painted armies, he's willing to do like a, uh, a, a, a video cast where like we play and he films the video and puts it out. Um, he does a show called The Compound. So uh, on YouTube. So he said if we, if the armies are fully painted, he's down to put out some videos for us um, to get exposure to the game as well. That would be cool.
0: That's a great idea. And how are your three friends at painting? Do you think um, they're going to get it done?
1: They're kind of slow, but I think like if I can push them, we do like a once a week paint and chat online or we meet and paint, then we, we should be fine. Amazing. You know? fantastic
0: there we go guys yeah i think as a as a first just to kind of explain why it is that we're making this podcast and just as as clem says right this is into the entire sector so we're we're new we're pretty new right i know johnny you were in a while ago but you're rusty you know it's years later right you're coming back in yeah Uh, clem and i are completely new but this is uh this is all super cool right
2: exactly um so you haven't told me what uh, what will I play when I come visit like what's the demo game we're going to play Chris Have you thought about it already or I've thought about it <laughs> but, Like do you already have factions painted and ready to go or
0: So I have so I've painted my brood mother like the massive boromite uh, model i'm not entirely convinced that's great for a test model because it is a massive model and maybe that will skew the game um interesting with big models like that is you get to put two dice in the bag rather than one which is quite an <laughs> elegant solution to <laughs> making it more impactful um, yeah. i very much suspect it'll be the algorithm algorithm versus c3 i suspect for a test game that feels like a very test game because i think it's that that'll be squads of dudes us learning the basic mechanics without throwing around crazy nonsense. Although, having said that, I may very well just play my mates. But just
1: because <laughs> I... <laughs> I do know one of their older starter sets that was when Warlord had the game was Algorand and C3. And I think it was like two or three squads, uh, maybe like a, a mortar or something like that. Um, and it had a couple scenarios in it. And uh, that was actually pretty good. Pretty good way to like get a taste of the game just as we're chatting
0: now so the if you go to the Skytrax website dear listener so the gates of Antares two-player starter set so it is yeah c3 and algorithm and you're getting so it seems to be you're getting a c3 strike squads and support drones box but you're also getting some sprues for the c3 by the look of it and then yeah. For the Algorin, you're getting their Armored Infantry and their Armored Infantry Command Squad. And you're getting uh, all the dice you need to play. And you're getting your Command Dice and you're getting some pin markers and you're getting the templates. So, I mean, for £60, that's crazy cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. Particularly because you don't even have to buy the book. That's such a great deal. And I I think that's a, a really good... Really, really good way into the game. So, highly recommend that, dear listener. Cool. Right on. What do you think, guys? Anything to wrap up?
2: Um, Yeah, I think... Did you mention that uh, we plan to squat the Facebook group... Like for our community, if you guys have any questions or feedback or you want to insult us uh, because we don't (laughs) know what we're talking about. or
0: Listen, if they want to make a better podcast, they're free to do so. We will not stop them. Exactly. We
2: would invite them over. Like if someone wants to come and tell us about it, uh, we're happy to have guests as well. Oh, yeah,
0: come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come and be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Exactly. and I suspect this is obviously podcast one. Um, I suspect we'll do a lot of the stuff we do in our Mantic podcast, right? So I suspect we'll have um, – we'll talk more about games as we have them, obviously. We're going to talk more about the law. So in the next episode, I very much expect we'll have a, a law topic that we'll have read about prior to the podcast. Sure so thing. So we can talk a little bit and uh, so we can we'll pick specific topics and and read into that and we'll have listener questions as well so dear listener if you listen to this and you want to send us questions to be honest it's great fun answering them we have a great time so please do engage with us that way and um you'll find us as Clem said I don't think we'll create our own Facebook group because we kind of don't want to split the small community so I think we'll just squat over on the intel and just Bother every bug and bug everybody there. So um, I think we're all members of the um, the Intel Facebook group. So reach out to us on there. We don't have an email address yet. Um, if anyone's got an issue with that, um, you know we, we'll look to get one. soon Send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Send us an email. Please. Send,
1: send, <laughs> send us an email. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh. Cool.
0: Um. I think that's a pretty good good place to leave it. Clem, are you excited? Yeah, I'm looking
2: forward to uh, playing it actually. Yeah, it's uh, as I said, I've always been kind of curious about the game and just haven't had an occasion to play it. And so now I'm happy to have a enthusiastic enth- uh, advocate for the game in my friend circle, uh, in you, Chris, uh, to actually uh, you know push me over the edge and actually try the game. And so, really looking forward to that. And uh, we'll talk about how it went next time, I guess.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And Johnny, how long is it until you're you're playing next? Do you think?
1: Uh, it's possibly next week. Okay. Excellent. I'm just trying to hammer out the day,
0: but it's awesome yeah. yeah fantastic so dear listener we'll try and do another pod within the month roughly a month i think it's probably the cadence we'll, we'll look month, to do. months and a half yeah I think yeah so. something yeah. along those lines but anyway yeah. guys i've had a great time talking to you thank you so much for uh, spending some time talking toy soldiers with me always a pleasure thanks yeah, for me having.
1: too yeah exactly thank See you. you next time thanks dear yeah. listener